Welcome to Let's Talk Brock. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Let's Talk Brock podcast. I'm your host, Liam Nielsen, and joining me today is Rob Terpstra, a former Brock University student, as well as the former editor-in-chief at the Brock Press. Rob is currently a journalist, editor, photojournalist, and author, uh, and he has a whole bunch of different experiences from his time at Brock, as well as his time in the journalism industry that he's going to share with us today. So, Rob, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Liam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very excited for this chat. And if we want to jump right into it, um, I want to get into your sort of experiences in the journalism industry uh, later on, because I know you have a lot to share there. And if I'm not mistaken, you're you're heading out pretty soon, right? You're flying to was it Scotland? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm headed to Edinburgh, the uh, the capital of Scotland, on Tuesday evening. So yeah, a couple more days in Canada to visit the folks and and friends and family. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back out there again. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, you, I, I know you. Uh, you're all around the world for your, for your work. But I want to back it up a little bit at first and just talk about your original decision uh, to come to Brock. So, what was that sort of like for you uh, once you were in high school, making that post-secondary decision, or if you transferred from anywhere? Uh, basically, what led you to Brock initially? What made it a good fit for you? Yeah, absolutely. My uh, my mom's uh, an alumna of uh, Brock as well, and so I, I first attended Brock. I think in. I suppose like 1983 or 84, she was um, taking a whole bunch of computer science classes, um, and she graduated in 87 and 97 um, with her BSc honors in computer science. And um, so when I was sick um, in grade school, I went to school in, in St. Catharines. I had the choice either of going to the babysitters or tagging along with my mom to Brock. And so uh, I often made the decision to go to the lectures hall at uh, a Brock. And, um, and so I kind of fell in love with the campus, the whole experience. I mean, eating chips in class was just like, my mind was blown because uh, that you couldn't do in grade school. Don't even uh, have to ask to go to the bathroom. I mean, you don't even, I don't think you need a key or, you know, permission probably just from your mom. But uh, yeah, so we um, we were St. Catharines natives, so we had always been in the region, and um, I had gone to high school in St. Catharines as well. And uh, yeah, we just made the decision that uh, Brock was the best fit, um, just be term, in terms of cost and location and ability to live at home for the first couple of years. And uh, yeah, so I, I enrolled, uh, I applied at Brock in grade and this was when OAC was still uh, grade 13 in, in Ontario high schools. And and that was the, the ultimate decision to go to Brock was just a cost uh, measure. And um, it had some uh, great sciences programs that, that I started in originally. There you go. Very cool uh, sort of personal connection dating back to uh, quite a long time before you even started as an undergrad at Brock. But when you were an undergrad at Brock, yeah. Uh, what were some of these sort of experiences that you pursued sort of outside the classroom? Because that's something you always hear is like you need to uh, get involved outside the classroom, sort of build your network, um, build those experiences up. So what was that looking like for you at the time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, class was um, the, the whole reason or, or education or schooling was was the primary reason to go to Brock in the first place. But it was um, I'm thinking during o- o- orientation week or all week. There were a number of clubs that were were set up just outside the student center where it is today, and um, and I knew that even talking with my friends and family, they said um, 
you know, it's great that you're going to university, Rob, but you also want to be able to enjoy the, the time and experience while you're there as well. So, you know, just make sure you're not cramming or in the library or in lecture halls or seminar rooms the entire time you're there. Make sure that uh, you also, you know, go and make some friends and go to the gym. And um, so then I, uh, yeah, ended up playing um, badminton uh, for the intramurals. And then because I had played badminton in high school as well, I, I joined the badminton varsity team. And um, I was there for three years. I was not the greatest, um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, the team camaraderie and and the the various tournaments that we we traveled to in Carleton and Western and, and Waterloo. So yeah, badminton was a good outlet for. I mean, when you're when you're hitting around the birdie, it's a good stress uh, buster and um, great exercise and a lot of friends and. Uh, the athletic department was always an, a nice little secondary home for me outside the classroom for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're sort of spread around a whole bunch of different uh, roles at Brock as a student. So that's, that's really great. Um, and it's something that you, I guess, joined from what I remember uh, later in your time at Brock was the Brock press. Yeah, that's right. Um, like I mentioned at the top, you used to be the editor in chief. Um, but how did you originally become to, uh, come to be involved with the Brock press and any memorable experiences, uh, at your time there that you'd like to share? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean the Brock press, I, I think it was the best part of my time at Brock for sure. Um, we had a great bunch of editors. Um, it was, it almost enveloped my life to a certain degree where, I mean, I eat, breathed and sleep. Um, slept the Brock Press and just uh, dreamed and uh, thought every almost waking hour about writing and editing and getting to the next uh, on-campus event, whether it was at the Bob Davis Gymnasium or out on the football pitch or lacrosse or rugby uh, fields. And um, I think as well, you, Liam, that you had uh, kind of branched off, you know, beyond your sports editor position at the press into you know, like the arts and, and culture events around campus. Um, we'd had a ton of news items that were were happening at Brock too. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I started with the press in 2002. Um, I was I was still a student. Uh, I think I was th- in third year at the time. And I had always uh, had a love for sports. And, and it was around, I think, it must have been February or March that the annual March Madness or college basketball tournament was taking place in the U.S. And uh, so I said I, I just shot off a message to the sports editor at the time, um, who was uh, yeah, became my mentor and my my best friend. He was the he preceded me as sports editor editor in chief. And uh, yeah, I just I just mentioned to him, do you you know do you, do you, uh, take articles from from students and. Yeah, he, he said yes, and then I suppose the rest is uh, history. I, I joined his uh, sports department shortly thereafter, starting in 2003. And then, and then uh, yeah, we for the next four years, I, I think I spent 15, 16, 20 hours in, in the newsroom every day, which, which was a great, um, great, enriching, rewarding experience. And I'm, I'm sure my professors and seminar leaders did not uh, take kind to my uh, putting the press perhaps um, as my primary focus during that time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's definitely a huge commitment. 
Um, and it's definitely, I'm sure you would say it, it sort of developed the journalism bug that you've now uh, sustained into your career. And just really quickly, 2002 March Madness, that would have been Maryland, right? They were the champs. I think you could be, you probably are right. You probably know your college basketball better than me. I think 2000, I was testing you. I was testing 2003. Yeah. It might've been the Terrapins for sure. Um, I know Kentucky was always my team, but you, you could mm-hmm. be right. <laughs> there you go. Seeing if you still remembered, but uh, yeah, so like I was saying, like the Brock Press, hugely influential experience for you, and it's led to your current career path. So, um, what was the sort of evolution there uh, from Brock into journalism and uh, sort of the roles that you have today? Yeah, I I started uh, with the sports department in 2003, I was the, the assistant and then the editor for two years, and then uh, Steve became editor in chief that uh, that third year I was with the press. And so I decided, I mean, that the editor, the editorship was was open for the next year for 2006. And um, I applied and I um, it was the only uh, applicant. So I, I got the job, thankfully. <laughs> and um, yeah, for 2006 and 2007, my, my last day at the press was, I believe, April 30th, 2007. And uh, that last year, we had you know a fantastic run with the press, uh, tons of uh, advertising revenue. I think we had ten thousand copies at the time printed each week. Uh, this was still at the time when the Brock Press actually was published in paper and delivered around campus. And um, yeah, so that final year, I just started throwing out CVs and applications uh, worldwide because I, I mean, I loved working in Canada and Ontario and, you know, going to the Jays games in Toronto or, you know, the Vanier Cup in, in Hamilton and Toronto. But um, I guess my real love for exploring the world or for journalism was, uh, you know, outside the confines of North America. And um, yeah, so I, I was able to get a job landed uh, starting in Kathmandu in Nepal in 2007. I think it was in June or July. And uh, yeah, so immediately out of, out of school, when I finished with the press, um, I was able to start my position as a, um, I guess I was some kind of intern at the Rising Nepal in Kathmandu. And uh, yeah, for the next 15 years, that's where I was able to start um, with my love for travel, the world, um, journalism, and um, yeah. Pretty, pretty thankful that it, I suppose all started with Brock and, and the Brock Press. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So is that 15 years in Nepal? Is that what you said? Uh, that was just the start of my 15 years in, in, mm-hmm. in the career of journalism. Um, I think I was only in Nepal for about four or five months in 2007. Oh, okay. So not even close to 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's where I got my start for sure. Yeah. Okay. And where have, uh, what are some other places that you've been able to, uh, to travel and some some uh, subjects and events that you've had to cover as a journalist over the past 15 years. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been pretty fortunate to get to a ton of events worldwide. Um, I've been now to two Olympics, uh, both in Atlanta and 96. That was, that was more of a fan uh, thing as a teenager. And then I, I covered the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics in South Korea. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've, I've, I've now reported from the United Nations in New York City uh, twice in uh, both 2012 and 20, 
2018. That was Obama. President Obama was the president in 2012 and uh, Trump in 2018. Uh, so, yeah, the UN a couple times, World Economic Forums in Mexico City, Lagos, Nigeria, and in Myanmar in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, so I've, I'm just trying to, I keep a list actually of all the countries that I've traveled to and, and worked yeah, yeah. in. And I've now traveled to 115 countries. Um, I guess there's about 193 officially in the UN, but uh-huh. I've now traveled to about, I guess, half of them. And um, yes, yeah, seen some pretty amazing events, sporting-wise, political-wise. Um, yeah, very, very fortunate for sure. Absolutely. I can't even imagine how how many uh, stories you might have to share. Uh, unfortunately, we probably don't have time to, to get to all of those today. But if there's, like, <laughs> if there's one standout, like if you could only pick one, maybe one story that you've that you've written that really resonates for you or one uh, sort of thing that you've seen in one of these countries you've been to, what, what would it be? Yeah, um, that's a very difficult question to answer. I sure. try to get the, the answer for sure, but um, yeah, I was working in Shanghai in 2010 in China. Um, I was working at a business magazine there, and there was an opening in Cairo in Egypt as the deputy managing editor for a magazine. Uh, it's called Business Today, Egypt. And so I applied there and I got the position. So I was um, flying. My, my brother wanted me to come home for a couple of days. So I made the mistake of taking a trans Pacific flight from Shanghai to Toronto to, to my hometown St. Catharines saw the family for about four or five days and so did that before starting work in Egypt so I flew back from Toronto I think Anchorage Tokyo and then like Moscow Cairo um, that was not not recommended for anybody um, but <laughs> I can't imagine why I, I mean, I didn't really honestly know what day it was for a good week. I was just so tired. I mean, yeah. my time zones were all mixed up. <laughs> but um, I was I was able to start work in Cairo on January, it was January 22nd, 2011. And then January 25th, 2011, that's when um, the revolution in Egypt started. And so... I guess I was in the right place at the right time. I suppose that I didn't know what time it was. Uh, sure. <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> uh, I was there for the next two and a half years covering the revolution in Egypt at um, Interior Square and and event, all the events that unfolded that kind of launched the Arab Spring in Egypt and Libya and the Middle East. And um, yeah, we were just hammering out stories every day, every week for, for our magazine. And yeah, just to be at the right place at the right time in that point of history in the Middle East was, was I mean, incredibly uh, rewarding and very fortunate, again, that I was there at that, at that time to be able to report on it. Yeah, I think that uh, definitely qualifies as a big event, uh, very memorable, yeah. very influential. So that's a really good answer. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> yeah absolutely. So so what's next for you? I, uh, you mentioned you're going to Scotland pretty soon yeah. here. Um, but yeah. Sort of down the road, what's what's looking like it's on the horizon for you? Sure. Sometimes I, I like I have a plan not to have a plan, but that's I mean sometimes not helpful. Um, but I, I kind of have like the the basic framework of of like you mentioned going to Scotland. 
Um, there's a big event on January 25th, which and I guess going back to that date. Uh, in Scotland, there's the Burn Supper, which is a, an annual event in Scotland uh, where they men and women get together in pubs and restaurants in various cities in Scotland, and, and um, you know we eat haggis, we drink Guinness, um, we debate, we t- we recite poetry from. And Robbie Burns is is the poet, uh, national poet from Scotland. So I've never been to a burn supper, and um, I do have some Scottish heritage on my mom's side, but I'm looking forward to you know having my inaugural burn supper in Scotland, and then uh, yeah, going to a couple of Rangers football matches in Glasgow. That's the team I support in uh, the Scottish Premier League, and um, I mean the plan to have a plan. I suppose um, get, get yeah just going around Europe, watching some of the events. Um, there's the Champions League coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the World Cup in Qatar, I'm, I'm going to be applying for media accreditation to cover that tournament. And uh, yeah, I, I suppose the world is my oyster. I, I've not yet explored every nook and cranny of those other countries I've not yet traveled to. But Well, almost. Yeah, You've yeah almost, almost there. I mean, 50% is a, is a pass if, if you're using it in the context of the university system. But yeah. Yeah, very much looking forward to what 2022 and I suppose 2023 is going to offer. A lot of exciting stuff for sure. That's really good. Um, Tying it back to Brock here, just before we head out. um, If you can recall one of your favorite places on Brock's campus or maybe like a standout memory for you uh, during your time as a Brock student, what would it be? I know I'm I mean, I'm sure the place you saw most was the Brock Press office, but right. maybe a standout sort of memory or, or place or location for you? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I mean, there's there's tons of places. I, I, I had met you a couple days ago at the campus, and that was the first time I had traveled back to the campus, I, I think in almost eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and understandably, some of the buildings I had not known were there, were there. Uh, yeah. So that was a good surprise. And, um, and uh, I saw like a, a, is it a herd of deer or... I guess that's the name of uh, deer. Sure. But I, we'll go with I, it. Yeah, herd, I think, is the right word. Um, I've, I've got back to the campus about four or five times now in the past three, two or three weeks that I've been home in Canada. And there's like a family or a herd of 11 or nine deer that just kind of hang out around the campus. And um, so that's my, my big memory from, from like 2021, 2022. Um, but going back to when I was a student and at the press, um, we always, similar to like badminton, just get out the stress. My my friends and my editors uh, on the ed board would go to the football intramural pitch and uh, or soccer. I call it soccer when I'm in Canada, football when I'm in, in everywhere else in the world. Sure, you have to translate, um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So we would uh, we actually would play or field the team in the the football or soccer intramurals every year, and uh, one year we went. Uh, I don't think we went undefeated in the regular season, but then we had a four match playoff and uh, at the old intramural pitch. I guess that's. I mean, it's behind the CFBU radio station. There's a big, large parking lot there now. And um, I, th- I guess my most memorable experience, to make a long story shorter, is um, is our intramural winning football team. Mm-hmm. That would have been 2006. And uh, our team won four straight matches. We won three of those in, in a penalty kick or penalty shootout. 
and uh, my my team consisted a lot of the press members, and uh, so the the winning moment was of course um, when in the final we had another penalty kick, uh, three kickers aside, I finally exercised the demons and scored the winning penalty kick uh, into the side of the net, and uh, we won the intramural championship for that year. And uh, we, you know, we all celebrated as members of the press and um, just a great, great year to kind of end off with uh, with the championship trophy for sure. Our championship T-shirt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't get much better than a game winner. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, just you're going to meet so many different people at Brock from whether it be intramurals or you were involved with Busu or Brock Press or you're just going to meet people from your classes, your residents. They're going to come from all over and you're just going to have uh, just a really great community feel at Brock. And then, like you mentioned as well, with the wildlife, we have the Bruce Trail and the Niagara Escarpment right in our backyard. So it's a beautiful sort of view location. You'll always see deer on campus and other wildlife as well. So. Yeah. Um, that's great, Rob. Thank you very much for joining. Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we uh, sign off here? No, I, th- I think uh, we we hit all the main points, and I, w- I guess wanted to just piggyback your comment about. I mean, Brock University is being just more than a university. It's it's almost you know like a, a hometown community for me. I've I've spent many a time or hours just walking along the the Niagara Escarpment and along those trails and uh, playing football or badminton or tennis or you know rugby on all all the places so it's very important outside of the classrooms to you know enjoy the time that you're in st catharines or thorold or or welland and um you know take in everything that university experience is all about and uh yeah i um i think that that will be the most rewarding part of your time at brock is to also be a, a member of the community outside of of your classroom so yeah I would definitely echo that 100%. I agree with everything you said there. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. But Rob, Absolutely. thank you very much for joining once again. And take care, okay? Yeah, appreciate it, Liam. Take care of yourself as well. And enjoy Scotland. I will. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, you can contact us at brocku.ca slash discover slash contact.